tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh yes, getting festive up in this after show. Uh, this is the Limitless season, or half season finale. Winter finale. Winter finale, thank you Frank. Yes. Uh, episode 11, This Is Your Brain on Drugs. Brian, this, this is your Brian on oh, Drugs. Oh, is it? Yes. This okay. is your Brian on Drugs. Totally. Clever wordplay yeah. with the, the titling. Thank you for catching they that, Frank. You. They fooled They you. did, they got me. My dyslexia kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm just so overwhelmed with the, the holiday of course, jam of that this is. Carol the Bells. Killed it. Killed it. Um, well, yeah, it's a little less after show. I'm your host, JB. You can follow me at Hey John Blake. Frank, as always, good to see you over there. Thank you very much, JB. Good to be here. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. You changed your Twitter I name. I did. It's I did. I'm, I'm dusting off some new new threads. Hey, John Blake. That's hey, cool. John Blake. You should yeah. start every show with, hey. Every <laughs> hey. Hey, it's I John I feel like Blake. you have to say that. I you have to say, like, if you oh, think okay. of something, be like, hey, John Blake. I'll do that from now on. Okay. Let's if, do it. If we, we're That's doing it. billions together, if we I'm should, yeah. introducing you, I will say, hey, John it's Blake. It's going to be good stuff. You'll have <laughs> counted, uh, like, many opportunities to do that. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about this episode, sure. Winter Finale, as you so eloquently put. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come to in a little bit of Mike and Ike action. Yeah, that we saw their struggle and behind-the-scenes frustrations <laughs> with Brian and dealing with him every day, and it was interesting. It, 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 gave, it gave us another peek into the characters. We've talked about this at length, where the more we get to see of these smaller roles and yeah, understand more about their life every day it's it's nice to see you know what's going on in their lives and how frustrating it must be to have to babysit Brian every day right I've been getting gummy worms getting sodas for him it's yeah. like a never ending secretarial job almost <laughs> um, and the Mike and Ike name calling goes well beyond these two yeah. um, there's even a, a lady that's that's referred to as Mike I, I didn't quite understand that part I thought they were creating a fictional person for, to help with meditation. I, I totally didn't get all right. of that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, not. I didn't go really deep into it okay. uh, because I think it was just kind of a conversational thing that they were introing this show with. But you know, it just showed kind of how he doesn't really take a lot of the FBI into high respects. In my mind, yeah. you know, it's kind of just like, oh, you know, if you're if he doesn't know you, you're either a Mike or an Ike. Yeah, um, and true. and so that kind of built up kind of what what Boyle, I guess, must be feeling because I think he was sort of one of those. Now that they've come to more of a close close knit uh, working relationship, Brian and, and Boyle. Yeah, 
um, that's kind of over with. But I think in the start, you know, he was sort of one of the mics. Yeah, he was one of the mics. And now they're very close together. And we saw a couple really compelling scenes today in this episode. Uh, later on between Brian and Boyle when they had the discussion about different outcomes. Uh, that was a really powerful scene there. I have a pretty strong opinion on what I thought should have happened, you know, with that. Right. Um, with that whole scene and Brian's argument there. And we'll get to that. But, um, well, I think what I liked the most about the beginning of this episode was I identified with Mike and Ike. I'm sure we've all been in jobs that we hate, um, at least when we're starting out. My first job was at a Red Robin restaurant. Ooh, nice. And, yeah, and so, yeah, I was bussing tables, and I hated it. But, you know, after a year, I moved into a different job, and I was saving up money during the time. So I felt for the guys because they're they're putting in their time to try and advance up the career ladder, and I think that allowed us as viewers to get them to get to know them a little bit right. better. Yeah, I mean they showed a lot more personality than they have in, in previous episodes and it was kind of nice to you know take some focus off of of Brian and Rebecca, the, you know the yeah. main characters. I yeah. like them a lot. Yeah. We we've gotten to know Nas a little bit, um you know even Boyle as well and even more so him, but you know this episode in particular didn't really have that much Brian at all. Even Rebecca fell kind of by the way, wayside, yeah. which wasn't a problem in that, like, you know, I don't like them because I love seeing them on, on screen whenever they are. But it was just nice that they filled in everything. I mean, yeah. uh, they didn't – it wasn't like a filler episode in that, like, we didn't have them or they, like, took a vacation or were on, like, assignment somewhere else. Yeah. You know, it really just highlighted, like, other characters and made it – Interesting in that way. It was like, oh, this is very compelling to go into Casey's mind, like into that internal monologue. I love that. I love the focus that was on Casey. And he goes to a very dark place triggered by Rebecca's really weak text breakup. And that for me was probably the biggest problem I had with this episode as a fan is Rebecca is so much stronger than that. We've seen her all season long be tough and smart and you know very powerful for so for her to not have an adult conversation with the man that she was dating felt out of character for me right i really want I mean, she could can sit down with him and say you know i really don't think this is working she has been in you know, has had guns pointed at her she's been in much more high pressure situations than a breakup and uh, I thought the texting thing was just really, really weak. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe she did that. Yeah, that, that was, was so awkward. I mean, it, so in, in the worst time. I mean, obviously she didn't mean to send it like at that second, uh, but still, definitely, it was such a like a horrible mistake yeah. that no one should make. Least of all, someone that's so smart. It felt like to me a contrived point to get the. Uh, Casey character to give him motivation to take the pill. Right. And that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to be texted like that in a meeting. These are adult people. I've had to have breakups before with mm -hmm. people and it's not comfortable. It's not great, but you have to do it face to face or if circumstances completely don't allow you to do so, you should do it over the phone and have a conversation. But to, to have her do that took away my um, my positive feeling for her character. Right. And while it did drive the rest of the events of the show, that was still going on in the back of my mind where I kind of felt bad for Casey that he had to read a text message that someone was breaking up with him. Um, that was tough. And right. I think we expect as viewers a little bit more from Rebecca 
than what we saw tonight. No, I agree. I mean, I, th- I think it was a great like visual conduit to to how yeah. that um, played out, and definitely made that meeting very awkward, which was funny. Yeah. But you know, I agree with her. It did compromise Rebecca's character a little bit in in the fact that she didn't think that through, and she was clumsy, and she, you know, definitely didn't handle that with the same type of grace and execution that she normally does. She normally does, and. I loved this episode for the tension that was present all throughout. You're exactly right what you said before. It focused on Desmond and what was going on in his mind, and it created this momentum that was that I haven't felt as a part of a Limitless episode all season long. But it was exciting to watch. It went by very quickly for me watching this episode. The events were, were really well-timed and paced and directed and shot really, really well. I liked that the most of any episode we've seen so far. But I thought for the Rebecca thing, and then I also thought... I know I'm jumping way ahead right now. No, totally. But I want to ask you, I'll throw you a question before I give you my opinion on it and and color (laughs) you with my opinion. Should Boyle have shot Casey? Ooh, okay, so we're going to... We're cats out of the bag. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, I think... Yeah, I mean, he's trained in military tactics. Like, he... Everything that he was assessing was, you know, a the threat levels. Like, that's yeah. the situation he trains for, and he executed it the way he was taught, like what he's told to do. And I think the problem is that he doesn't know, because he's never tried NZT, like how much processing power you have, like mm-hmm. how long... Or how how much thought happens between when the bolt leaves the gun and when it hits Casey? You know, like that. I, I love the fact that they slowed that down to really you know show what it was like for him because yeah. You know, then we really get that he did have the time to think about everything was happening. He did have the time to make a decision to kill Brian and chose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think now that Boyle has stolen the NZT. Pill. If he does take it, maybe that will give him more of an appreciation for Brian and, and how much he can do. I think that Boyle sees Brian and he's like, well, I mean, you know, he, like he said, he's not a negotiator. He, yeah. you know, he shouldn't be relying on that. And when there is a hostage situation, the building is full of tear gas. Like, even though he subdued the other two guys, you know, he doesn't know what a crazy guy is going to do That's right, on yeah. on drugs with a gun. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Brian was way out of line showing up to Boyle's apartment telling him that he should have right. let him go. How about you just thank the guy who shot the dude with a gun to your head? Right. You know, Perfectly. He had a and, moment. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He had a moment to drop his gun. You know how fast a bullet comes at you? When they're they're probably you know ten fifteen feet away, uh, Casey wouldn't have even heard the sound of the gun. It would have hit right. him by then. So for him to say to to make that point was oh, that was so cheap. He just saved your life, and now you could see Boyle really felt really poorly about it afterward. And I'm getting so fired up because <laughs> I care about the show and I care about the characters now, which is which is a great sign for the show that we were right. invested enough to have a, a strong opinion about it, but. They, I, I didn't like that moment because I thought Brian should have just oh, said, thank you, sir, for saving my life, and let's move on with it. Des, uh, Desmond. Uh, Casey went to a very dark place during this episode, extremely dark, and they planned a SWAT raid on an office. 
And I think in that situation, if I am Brian and I've got a gun to my head and an officer shoots the guy and I'm scot-free, the last thing I'm thinking about is, oh, you know what? He shouldn't have shot and maybe I could have talked him down. Right. Um, even if I'm on NZT. So I agree with you in that point and that I thought that he should have just said thank you. And, yeah, it sucks. And I think there's enough emotion there for Boyle to deal with that he killed someone that he really knows uh, and knew in a, in a personal way that it could have carried the scene and carried the day. Right. But that added detail, I, I just I just didn't like it. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think yeah. that that's a really good point that you made about, you know, why Brian needed to make Boyle feel so bad about it. Yeah. I think was really unnecessary of Brian. It kind of a douche move, right. to be honest. I mean, he... He, I don't think he realized what kind of a person Casey was until, you know, they shared that moment and he knew that he could have killed Brian and didn't. Right. But that could have gone the other way. Exactly. He literally could have, he could have killed him. So. Exactly. I think that that is very, it's a very selfish move because he's making Brian, or Boyle, Brian is making Boyle, forcing him to live with this, like, you know, sort of a, a judgment call in his mind. Like, mm-hmm. now he has to think about, oh, did I make the right decision? Yeah, and next time, he may not have the luxury of knowing the gunman and having the chance to figure it all out. We saw at the beginning of the episode, uh, when Ike got shot, that some gunmen don't even think about it. So now, what's going to happen next time Boyle is faced with that situation? The the thing that I loved about this episode is um, when I did the solo show by myself, I predicted that that conversation that Casey and Boyle had in the car where Casey was talking about, you know, oh, I'd like to try and get my hands on it. Right. I knew, and, and this was great on the writer's behalf, that was foreshadowing you know, four episodes ago that this was coming. And it, it did come to pass where Casey skimmed the the amount of NZT that was stolen and took some for herself for himself. And now Boyle has uh, some, which was a great cliffhanger, I thought too. So really nicely strategic thought went into the planning of this first half of the first season. Um, yeah, so I, yeah no, I, I know I've done some picking on the episode so far, but I really loved that aspect of it, that it was so smartly planned to end on this kind of note where now the NZT is out, um, it was stolen, and now Boyle has some too. So I know, I mean, I, I now that we've discussed that, we have yeah. to talk about what, what you think Boyle is going to do with it. I mean, now it, it was such a great cliffhanger. He had the pill in his hand, but I... I don't think he'll make the same mistake that Casey did. Definitely not. And I, I, we've talked about this a few times uh, over the course of this show that it's not like a superhuman superpower drug. It just makes you it unleashes your full brain potential. Yeah. So you know we saw Casey's version of it is super like stern, super militaristic. Like even the way he was talking to Brian was like a statue. It was like mm-hmm. you know this militarized robot. Mm-hmm. Where he was just like turning from from thing to thing, um, I would love to see what Boyle is like on it. I, I think that even though he has a special ops training, he's been in you know the army scenario. Um, I think he's got much more of a heart than than Casey did. Yeah. Um, 
I think that he would do more good. I mean, we saw he peeled back the curtain a little bit and saw his. Uh, I can assume it's his mom that's yeah. you know in failing health mm-hmm. and uh, in hospice kind of a situation. I would only guess that he would try to do more to help her to to either ease her pain in some way or to figure out if she's got a, a disease illness that can be cured. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we saw. Oh, you're saying if he takes it, right? If that's he, what if he, he would takes it, it I think he would focus mostly on on trying to save his mom. Okay, in some way. I yeah. mean, we saw how Brian went so into the family centric, um, kind of pursuits. I guess when when he was first on it, that's the first thing he could think of. Um, so I would feel similarly with Boyle, and I think uh, hopefully. In the second half of the season, when we come back, <laughs> yeah. um, that's more of a bonding point between them. Hopefully, like he doesn't take it for a while because yeah. uh, he only has one, and he's going to obviously be hungover afterwards. Well, yeah. Well, he could easily ask Brian for help. He asked him for help before um, on on another issue, and so I, I think Brian has it within him to, you know, to to be really good. I mean, we right. had a good social media comment that I wanted to read. Um, on Twitter, this is from Erica. She's at e hungry three o two. E hungry, nice. She is hungry. Um, she said, um, "Aren't we all, Erica?" NZT can bring out the worst. Or she said, "Worst," but I'm correcting it for you, Erica. <laughs> it's the worst or the best. Brian seems to be the only example of the best. Uh, so I agree that he is altruistic. Again, I wasn't thrilled with the way he treated Boyle tonight after Boyle saved his life. But I do think that's a really good point. And then um, one other thing that I wanted to um, cite. Well, no, I mean, interesting, just on that before sure. we go to the next one. Yeah. I think, well, while Brian is that, it's almost to a fault because it brings about a certain um, naiveness you know, with with Brian, because yeah. he was so willing to believe in the good of Casey, mm-hmm. that could have gone south so fast. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Boyle is trained not to take chances. Like, you have to sort of, sometimes, there's some situations that you're in, you just have to kind of nip things at the bud and, and cut it off before it escalates to a, like, uncontrollable level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's some things you just have to to cut your losses in and Brian or Boyle was able to make that choice for the greater good. I don't know if Brian could, I think that his, you know, vision of humanity is so, so good. It's almost yeah. too good. It's, yeah. it's unrealistic. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause Vern, our boy Vern out there at Vern, Vern's views, yeah. uh, said, uh, uh, um, Boyle should have shot him. They are trying to make Brian too goody goody. So he supports your totally agree. Team burn right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I agree. You, you came across as a little bit too candy sweet, and uh, we, I, I want to see Brian, some more layers to Brian when we come back after the hiatus, however long that's going to be. Right. I think this hiatus is primarily because they shot 13 episodes of this, and then obviously the show got the back nine order, so they're probably still working through you know, editing and finishing the, right. the rest of those episodes. I mean, yeah, to to Brian's credit, he's definitely still new to the FBI game. Obviously, Boyle has seen the dark side time and time again, so he knows the other side of human nature. Brian, you know, he's a consultant. (laughs) He eats Skittles and gummy worms all day. You know, he he tries to solve a a crime from the office, usually. Um, He's been going out in the field a little bit more, but he's always been protected. He doesn't have formal training. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have that 
mechanism going on in his mind. He's just going about like a normal civilian, which is sort of let's think about the best in everybody. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's why we like Brian and why we pay attention each week exactly, to what yeah. he's saying. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out <laughs> that I thought was kind of funny is why does the FBI have 6,000 NZT pills sitting in one dispensary? Go I mean, stash. hello, like, put it in a more secure location. Yeah, with like one clerk with, Yeah, person? one clerk lady, <laughs> pr- probably to make sure there aren't too many people who know about it. Right. But there should be more security there. I mean, they have Absolutely. a retinal scanner um, but it was apparently just some random guys who got in there, not even the FBI dudes. I thought at first, at the top of the episode, it was Casey who was in um, in the... Right, more in, of a conspiracy. In the, yeah, in the dispensary. But when he shot Ike, I thought, okay, no way, that's not him. And and they showed in a later scene that he was in bed with Rebecca right, uh, as she's acting weird toward him and he can't figure it out and then gets his text message. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Don't break up via text, people. Don't. You heard if it you here take, in AfterBuzz. If you take anything from this episode, <laughs> if you have to break up, it sucks. I know. But talk to someone face-to-face. You'll, they'll respect you more afterward. Yeah. I've, I mean, it's just it's the humane thing to do. What about exactly. Skyping? What about Skyping? Skype. Oh, gosh. I guess Skype break up. You can Skype break up. I, well, no, I mean, I, I don't you, think you, you should. I don't think you again? should. I'm just saying, if you are Skyping, it... It should be because of a distance yes. issue. Yeah. Um, and in that respect, I think it would be the best you can do. Uh, you shouldn't, like, fly somewhere to break up with someone. No, no, yeah. that's that's crazy town. But I agree. Um, but Skyping is okay if you don't have a future, like, opportunity to meet up in person. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, in person is by far the best. Like when, I mean, it's, <laughs> if you can, at least it's horrible, right? But I mean, it's it's the common. I think it's the most courteous thing to do. To Very like, you know, obviously it's it takes the most courage, yeah. but it does take. I mean, I I can remember driving <laughs> driving over to a girl's house, knowing I was nice. going to break up with her, and I'm like crying all the way there because it was just I knew how tough it was going to be, and but. Uh, Ultimately, it's it's the right way to do things, right. I think. I mean, that's the only thing I can grasp at to legitimize Rebecca's moves because, you know, she is so smart. Maybe it is because – I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, so I'm yeah. grasping at stuff <laughs> right now. But, you know, maybe she did have a rough relationship with her dad. Maybe interpersonal romantic relationships are just bad for her. Could be. Um, and – if maybe if they build upon that between her and Brian in the second half of the season. But if you're going season. to text, don't do it when you're at work on the same day. Right. Wait till you go home or it's on the weekend or a Friday and you text them and you're not going to see them for a couple days. Yeah. That was just bizarre. <laughs> it was just, not there was right no before a meeting where he will probably be. There was no reason for yeah. that. But if you're going to break up in person, do you do it by yourself or in an area where there's lots of other people around? Oh, no. By yourself. You have to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely depends on how long the relationship has been going on. That's true. Yeah. Uh, because I think, you or know. How the, crazy your partner is. Yes. This goes that both too. ways. I'm not that just saying too. girls. There's guys that are crazy, too. I've yeah. heard some crazy stories from female friends of mine who've had, like, drinks thrown in their face by dudes when they say no. Right. Just stuff like that. So, I think the question is valid from our wonderful engineer. Yeah. Well, no, uh, good question because I think it also, uh, if, you, if you're doing it in a house, you should 
I think it would be easier if you were breaking up with someone to do it at their house because then you're not waiting for them to leave. You can. That would be very awkward. Yeah, and yes. you can kind of choose to excuse yourself from the situation. Yeah. Um, that's but, tough. Yeah. Tough. I love how this became a rem- relationship advice. Up, but because it was such an important part of this it is, episode it is. and it drove the action, I think it's a totally fair debate to have right. about what was proper about her action there. And I didn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, you want to have the well, no, private I, space. She should have done it when she was in the bathroom talking to herself in the mirror saying, you're going to go out and you're going to be firm about it and have a drink. And she just couldn't do it. Dude, you know what? I think you're right because that just fired me back up. Good. Here we go. <laughs> onto the team. I I agree. I, I think that because she handled it so poorly, just complete fumble, right at the worst time, mm-hmm. that really like solidified Casey's decision to do all that. Yes. Like he – I mean he knew about it. He had talked to his guys. He's like, okay, like we'll figure this out. Um, but that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back and made him take the pills yeah. with his with his colleagues. And you could see his in his face when he he looked at the text message and then he looked up right at her, and she just kind of like couldn't even look at him and was like looking all around and and I just felt so bad for him in that moment. Like you deserve better than that, and you're grown ups and your coworkers too. So presumably you're going to keep seeing each other every day. So there should be some effort made on Rebecca's behalf to make sure this is okay. Right. You know, break up on a Friday and then come back Monday and hopefully things are a little bit less raw when you come back into the CJC. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm surprised that it was so one sided. He, you know, Casey was obviously ready to go on an away weekend. Yeah. Um, and she was just not feeling it at all, like yeah. since day one. Yeah. So I feel like. She, if that was the case, she should have been more upfront about, like, you know, how it wasn't going anywhere yeah. or. Girls have subtle ways of making you know they're not happy. Right. So I thought maybe a more crafty way would have been when he's bringing up the weekend away, like you're talking about. She could have said, no, I really don't feel like doing it. You right. Know, just those subtle, like. Not saying anything, but saying everything that women no, expect exactly. us guys yeah, to know what she... they're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think she could have been a little bit, a little bit better about that. True. I mean, we kind of it kind of glossed over that part after he he dropped the bomb about um, you know wanting to make it more serious and get out of town together. Yeah. Um, so she could have dodged it in, in a similar way, but definitely not sending enough signals. Yes. Okay. Well, we beat this horse to death. We did. We did. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we, back to Casey. They t- they end up taking the pills because of Rebecca. Yeah. Blame Rebecca. Yeah. Um, and you know they go live their fantasies. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that they were able to do so much in the span of a night because I thought, yeah. um, Casey's was like. You know, uh, it was a fighting championship, so I don't know if he, he did the one that he was talking about. I assume not, because I don't think he'd have time to, like, fly somewhere. Right. Um, yeah, he wanted to go overseas, I think. And, and fight. Yeah, I so, think, yeah, they lived sort of a smaller, doable version. Like, you know, the one um, Nick wanted 
to play like in the NBA or something like. Yes, and he ended up just he's, playing on the street. Playing street ball. And by uh, the way, we, watching his basketball skill, it was, <laughs> it was still very much a white man playing basketball. Right. Yeah, just oh, you should have dunked it. Yeah, should have dunked it. Yeah, he goes up for the layup, and it's this really short like <laughs> finger roll. It's like okay, <laughs> whatever. Just, I mean, it doesn't change your physical abilities. Yes. Yeah. But really well acted by that whole crew. You can see the excitement in their eyes. And uh, as we're all saying, when our very first week here, what we were asking our fans, and and still people are submitting answers to this question, what would you do if you were on NZT? Yeah. And um, I actually had really one one other really good tweet I wanted to mention. This is from Melissa. Um, I mentioned this to you while we were watching the show. Uh, Melissa is at underscore Melissa D. Arnold. She says, I'm still on the no side of NCT, so she wouldn't take it, at least for me. Hashtag you do you. <laughs> I love that. You do I'm you. Gonna, I'm going to do, do me. me. <laughs> I'm going to do me. I will. And that's that. Thank you, Melissa. Melissa, I, very good. Very good tweet. Yeah. Funny. Um, we, I mean, they definitely do them. Yeah. Uh, we, but it was interesting when they were playing basketball. There was that moment where, at the end, uh, Russ kind of t- makes a move on Nick and, and gets by him. And they're like, oh, like, you know, what's going on? I guess I'm coming down from it. Um, but I love that they tied that back in to how he figured it out, how Nick kind of processed the information. Even though they didn't take the extra step they would have with Brian and like, showed us um, – how the process like made him remember like the smell of, of yeah. him but it was kind of a cool explanation and because they've done that so much in the past with Brian I was able to kind of piece it together after watching it and sort of imagining you know him like swooping by and yeah. then like getting a whiff of, of of what he smells like and having that memory trigger yeah. oh like I smelled that before one night yeah, um, that's a great point. That's a really smart observation. I thought it was just more that Brian's had so many days' experience taking the pill, and so we see the mechanics of how he figures things out, but that Casey had just started taking it, so that's right. why we didn't get to see it. But I think your point is probably much more correct, that you know you can piece the things, the smart things together from what we've seen in the past with Brian already. Without going inside of Casey's mind, because this is not Casey's show. This is, you know, Brian's our lead, and he's the person who we get to see the most of, the most access to his thoughts. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think that that's really smart. That yeah, he was figuring things out based on the techniques that we've seen already before from previous right. episodes. And it was also cool to to see that other side of NCT, sort of the darker side. We see yeah. Brian helping people all the yeah. time, but to see, you know, how. It is a drug. You know, it is, it does lead to bad things often. Mm-hmm. And even if it is sort of in good health, you know, almost knowing too much or being able to figure out too, like more than we should can lead us astray too. I mean, you know, would his, Russ would probably still be alive if, if they didn't take NCT. Like, you know, yeah. he may never have figured out that he was having an affair with his wife. Yeah. You could see it on the actor's face. Really well acted, that scene. You could just see something change about him. And he didn't really do a whole lot other than just stare at the guy. But you could feel something was off and different. And he said, no, I'm just coming down. But just stares at the one guy. And um, I, Do you think he cheated? Yeah, I, th- I think he did. And okay. I think that, like, you know, when he passed, like, he spun yeah. in that kind of memory recalled, like, a time. We saw in another episode... You know, Brian took it a step further and was able to actually visualize the colors of the smells. Right. But just, you know, that, I know, um, 
that memory is very triggered by your sense of smell. It's like a huge connection there within mm-hmm. the, the neurons. So I think that he was able to to piece that together and sort of figured out that it was him. And once they had the confrontation, or once he called him out on it, you know, then he he figured it out and sort of in the he did the, the passion and anger killed his good friend and colleague. Yeah, but we never got to see the cheating. Um, kind of gets to your point where we didn't go inside the minds of these characters who were on NZT, so I think had we seen the actual acts, not, not explicitly, but we, if we saw his partner with his wife and they're, they're making out or whatever, I thought we would in some ways sympathize with him in a bit. Obviously not that he should kill the guy, but I think it could have derailed the episode had it gone that direction. Yeah, so. too far into into that side story. Yeah, I so agree. I think that's the reason for the choice there in just keeping the in the inside of the mind with our hero, uh, who is the most altruistic character on the show. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of our hero, completely figures it out. Yeah, um, yeah. We bring in Stavros, our best cleaning guy, <laughs> yes. um, and his Sudoku puzzles. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I guess he figured it out because he he everything was solved on like the back half of the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was something a little bit more to that, though. Like some type of code that he had to break, even if it was quickly. Mm-hmm. Other than just, hmm, this is odd. He just did all these puzzles yeah, exactly. <laughs> while he was waiting. Exactly right. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Right. I, I thought I, I liked a lot about this episode as a whole. Um, like I was saying before, uh, the the tear gas in the CJC was exciting. Uh, we didn't know exactly what was going on. These types of action sequences are always a lot of fun, but because it was one plot point that we were focused on for the entirety of the episode, it was very easy to follow. Um, yeah, we. I, I thought the episode was going to focus on the robbery of the NZT and this French guy and, you know, the case of the right. week elements of it. But instead, the show was really powerful in getting back on track and in, in what's going on with Casey and, and all of the negative events that are surrounding him and ultimately the actions that he took. Um, that has nothing to do with the point you were making a minute ago. But <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I like the direction that the episode took. I I yeah. want more from that. I mean, it was so interesting to see again other people taking NZT and sort of their yeah. experiences. I would love, to, you know, if since the other two from the SWAT team weren't killed, you know, maybe they did something with the NZT. Maybe it's like spread their NZTs out on the loose. Like yeah. I would love to see sort of that. Haywire, fire, go. Yeah, well, I thought Mike was going to find that extra pill. Remember, Boyle was there, right. and he went to go help clean up with Mike, and Mike let him know, oh, forensics thinks they dropped one of the pills, and Boyle was going to help, but Mike says, no thanks. I thought Mike was going to be right. the one who found the pill, and then he was going to take it for himself. But he could do that any day, because he's the one who's handling the drugs. Um, so Right, I mean... It- Yes and no. I, I think he has a lot of opportunities with NZT, but because of that, he's probably very closely watched. Right. I think that because he was like literally on his hands and knees with this, like a cell phone looking for it, yeah. um, you know, maybe he was directly tasked with it. So if he didn't come up with one um, and, you know, took it, then, you know, that might 
like he's sort of well on the radar yeah. so much that he I don't know if he can really do that. And he probably knows the side effects too. Uh the clearly Casey's team does not know the side effects cuz the more you take it without the antidote shot you die. That's what we've learned from Nas and the files and testing that's that's gone on so far. Remember that episode a few times ago around Halloween where it was all the freaky characters and the weird doctor who is reporting on the testing. So this is not a drug you can take and just get yeah, away and from it. Yeah, just be okay. Just yeah. drink a Gatorade in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not that kind of hangover. Yeah. No, that's true. And, I, you know, he has a very strong character, Mike. Um, yeah. Or we do we know his name? We know Ike's name is Jason, which we found out. Oh, I didn't um, even know that. I don't know if Mike is we, if that's been revealed. If it has, please comment. Yes. Um, or tweet at hashtag uh, ABTV Limitless. But yeah, I would, I would. I think he would side with Melissa on this, and maybe not. He's gonna do him and not not take <laughs> it. I think he's much more of. I mean, at least now, kind of a bodyguard much more disciplined, you know, doesn't have a lot of detective work that he's doing. So I don't know if he would take the risk, you yeah. know, knowing everything. Yeah. Um, Boyle, on the other hand, sees a guy that is honestly nothing solve these crazy cases, and I think he his is more out of curiosity. Okay. Like, you know, he wants... He's kind of in search of understanding in search of, of maybe a closer connection with, with Brian and sort of why he is so helpful and how helpful is that? You know, because he works with him directly as a colleague, it would definitely help Boyle to know sort of how smart Brian really is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and the scene between them where they're discussing outcomes, you know, Boyle gets frustrated with him and says, tell me what those are. I totally right. felt for Boyle there, and I thought the emotion was really very real and and expertly handled by the actors and the director of this episode there was nothing forced or, or fake about that scene it was a true discussion between two people with opposing views about something that just happened between them and i thought they both made their points within it i obviously side with boyle more than i do with brian but the acting was so solid um, in that scene that it, it really put a cherry on the top of the episode and is going to keep us coming back for more after the winter hiatus. I know. It's going to be a bit of a break, yes. which is sad, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's talk about next half of the season. Sure. Make some predictions. Oh, it's prediction time. It is. It is. Okay. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So... My prediction is that Nas's daughter will come back. Ooh, I can't believe we haven't seen her since that one episode. That is something I'm going to ask Doug Arniakoski about when he comes on. He's the co-executive producer of the show, and we've been communicating online. So he's going to come on uh, in 2016 to our show. So nice. yeah, that'll if be a treat. she is not back by then, I am going to ask <laughs> yeah, him when what, she is what's coming the back. Deal? That's Nas's daughter. Please, Let's do it. Please, limitless people, bring her back. She's amazing. She's a great person. Uh, no, and yeah, but let's get Brian a girlfriend. Come on. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. That's not what I'm predicting. Brian will get a girlfriend in 2016. And um, it will be Nas's daughter. Ooh, that's, interesting. That's my nice. prediction for 
for the the personal side of things, but moreover and more seriously, I think that we will get more of the Mora organization now. Now that the NZT is out into the world, 6,000 pills were stolen. Supposedly they are in evidence now and secure, but I think we're going to see a lot tighter control from the Mora organization moving forward. We haven't seen a lot of Mr. Sands lately. We haven't seen any of Bradley Cooper or Edward Mora, obviously, because he's out you know, doing movies. Yeah. Um, but we could see <laughs> more of them. Senator but, the you know, let's bring that nurse back. Let's bring Mr. Sands back. Those are interesting characters for us to watch. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that crew. Now that what's really interesting about a, a back nine order for a series is that the crew, the cast crew, and the creative team get to see how the fans are reacting to the first set of episodes, which are all shot and done before before yeah b- they before air. they air. So now they can focus on the elements of the show that have been most interesting, that have resonated the most with the fans, and I think we're going to see an even better show when we come back in 2016. Yes, yes. No, I, I'm very pleased that it got picked up for a full season. Yeah. I really look forward to more Limitless. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, since they eliminated Casey, kind of the, the boyfriend, I thought yeah. that, that they were kind of opening it up for maybe <laughs> a, uh, a, a Brecca, Brecca ship action. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I hope they don't. I hope they don't yet. I mean, I, I ultimately want them to get together, but, I think the show would take an unnecessary turn yeah. this early to have, like, the main characters be also in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we wouldn't get to find out as much stuff that I want to. Like, you know, including the other characters and sort of exploring NZT and, and finding out more about Eddie Moore and his side of things and, yeah. and sort of what he's doing behind the scenes. You know, even if it doesn't involve Bradley Cooper, hopefully we get more of him. Yes. But I would love to see, you know, his conglomerate at work. He is a senator, obviously, but he has this whole production happening behind the scenes. He's got henchmen. He's got, you know, the antidote. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see more of that and, and figure out how, what he's doing, even if it is sort of the invisible hand, I'd love to see what he's trying to do, what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely agree with you, and and I think that'll be if if the creative team gets a chance to incorporate that, that'll take this show to a whole new level. Oh, absolutely. But looking back on this first half of the Let's season, go back. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite scene or, ooh, or moment for ooh, you? Uh, what sticks in your mind? You know the most about the first season or the first half of this first season in Limitless. Um, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I guess it's it's more just the comedy, you know, yeah. uh, that sticks out in my mind is sort of the that makes it so much more enjoyable as a procedural show. Mm-hmm. It's not just like you know, let's have this on the background. Uh, I mean, you can, but it's like, you know, you're rewarded for paying attention. Yes. And I think it's the little things that they do. I mean, like, the Brianisms, the the off-the-wall random stuff <laughs> that really make it enjoy- – it's like a treat to watch it because I enjoy, like, spending time with this cast. Yeah. So I, I, that more than anything sticks out than any any one, like, element or, or storyline. Um other than, you know, the Bradley Cooper, Eddie Morris stuff. Because obviously, I mean, it's an like Academy Award-nominated <laughs> actor yeah. 
it's obviously going to be a better scene. Yeah, when he shows up. I, I'm going to answer my own question and just say that I thought the most powerful aspect of the show was the aspect of family being throughout the season. I thought some of the most compelling moments were between Brian and his dad or um, Mr. Finch and Nas. That scene where on the, Ooh, they're yeah, on the park bench sticks out for me for its just quiet intensity. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of family connections. Yeah. Um, you know, even this episode, Boyle and his mom, mm-hmm. um, Nas and the daughter, of yes. course. Can't forget that. Love her. Uh, and even Rebecca and and her dad. It's sort of the link that she, that she saved Brian's life, or saved, didn't kill Brian because of. Right. Because of that, you know, the, the eye flare, which they brought back this episode mm-hmm. in, in sort of Brian seeing that in Casey right. confirming it. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Yeah, I'd love to explore that more. I, I kind of want to see Brian's um, siblings a little bit more. We saw his, his sister for a little yeah. bit. Um, but, you know, I would love to see that interaction and sort of where he can take them with yeah. the NZT powers. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that'll be... It, there are elements of the show that can put this really together and make this be a show that goes on for five, six, seven seasons if it's if it's handled correctly. And I think in the the hands of this writing team, which, as you correctly point out, is really funny. They keep the pace up. Um, there isn't really anything about this show that drags. Like, ooh, that was really slow. I've, I've never thought of that about any of these episodes. And a, a great creative and executive team that is excited about this show. The thing I notice about on social media and uh, and following the the writers' Twitter feed and and Doug and a couple of the other people is everybody seems to genuinely like each other on that crew. Right. Yeah. I bet it's a blast yeah, working on this show. It seems like a lot of fun. Um, um, Jake McDormand says they always they barely can hold it together when they're <laughs> on set because they're laughing so much and having so much fun and. That type of energy just breeds success, and for us as viewers, when we see our our actors and and you know and the the creative staff behind the scenes too having fun, then we're having fun. Oh yeah, too. it's infectious for sure. I mean, it's so much more enjoyable when you see actors that really you know have the synergy, that have the chemistry behind the scenes, because you know when they're enjoying it, it's impossible not to get like the contagious nature of enjoying it yourself. Like Very you know true. when. When people are having fun, it's like almost impossible not to. It's like like including us in sort of the party. Yeah, absolutely. Fun show. Ah, awesome. No, I, I'm really happy with how Limitless, like the first part of, of season one, played out. Um, and I, I hope we get more of the same. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, um, fans out there, definitely tweet or comment about what you guys want to see in, in the second half of the first season after this winter break. Um, hashtag ABTV Limitless and we'll wait and see until then where can they find you Frank guys thanks for listening all season long you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M use that hashtag like JB said JB said ABTV Limitless and we'll see you guys in 2016 nice yeah and you guys can keep up with me JB at Hey John Blake Remember that, Frank? Yeah. Shut that. Hey, John Blake. (laughs) Uh, And we will see you guys when it returns in 2016. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.